Hey, my name is Arna Ross. Welcome to the Great Design Lead Podcast. I am a freelance designer and I'm also a content creator right now on YouTube. And right now I'm actually creating content on my YouTube channel for freelancers, for designers, and I'm also doing some freelancing on the side. So I guess that's that's my intro. Perfect. Yeah. I, I was really excited um, to talk to you, even though uh, like the first five minutes before we started recording, I was like fidgeting, yeah. making sure that everything yeah. was working and stuff. But yeah, w- right before I do any of these, I always get like this huge pang of like nervousness and it usually goes away in like the first 10 minutes or so. But yeah. I think it just means that you're excited to talk to the other person. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a good I guess it's it's good news, right? That I'm not I'm not boring. I guess <laughs> it's, it's, it'll be good to talk. Yep. Oh, I I learned about you from obviously all of the different things that you uh, do online, but also um, uh, one of my good friends. You know how like some people in life they have like a fairy godmother or like somebody that yeah. they're not related mm-hmm. to that like gives them advice or or like yeah. birthday gifts mm-hmm. or something like that. When it comes to web design, I kind of have like a fairy godfather. Okay. (laughs) It's my friend, uh, Tom Somerseth in Norway. Um, he, mm -hmm. he sends me like all of these like, uh, like encouraging messages all the time and, and people that he's like, Hey, this person's really interesting. Like you should talk to them or like Mm -hmm. you should, I I love this YouTube video. Like you should like get to know them or something like that and he yeah. messaged me about you and he said oh my gosh Arno's so cool you should talk to him and I'm like okay and I started looking at your videos I messaged you That's online awesome. well, so yeah if, if if you're uh ever wondering you have a fan in Norway <laughs> awesome yeah well if I ever go to Norway then I <laughs> stay I guess I don't need to book an Airbnb or anything let's <laughs> just go stay with this guy <laughs> yeah, Tom, cool, Tom's really great <laughs> yeah no, that's awesome. It's it's always it's always really surreal to to hear, like, I guess that like you just said, someone mentioned my name in from mm-hmm. Norway, and someone's talking about me somewhere or like in a different part of the planet. Like, I think right now or or in, in a few hours or whatever, I'm gonna break seven k on YouTube, which is wow. kind of which is sur- like it's such a small number in comparison to like the Mr. Beasts and the PewDiePies or whatever, but. <laughs> Like if you think about there's 7,000 people out there in the world that are interested in what you're doing and talking about you and like they support what you're doing and they they like hearing you talk and like it's just surreal you know it's it's such a weird feeling as well (laughs) like apart from apart from wow it's so cool it's also really weird to think that I don't know at least 7,000 people have have seen my face (laughs) and heard me speak like not even the views you know but just like subscribers but yeah it's it's a really it's really cool at the same time though i really i'm really blessed that i'm like able to do this and and it's worked out and i mean people reach out and people like the videos (laughs) and stuff because it could have gone fully the other way right like i make the videos i'm super pumped but then it just doesn't go anywhere and then people don't like it at all so so yeah that's that's a little ramble but and that number is also so much bigger because um seven like usually the people that watch your videos on a on a usual basis and um uh like they act like subscribers they watch videos very often they really like this person Mm -hmm. um very few of them actually subscribe in like on any any channel so when you think about seven thousand, um it's probably actually way bigger than that in terms of who realistically likes you and likes your channel Mm -hmm. yeah there's definitely a lot of people like when when people comments 
you can actually see who's who's subscribed to and who's not like there's like a little badge or something but in terms of like the last month or so i i have well i i received i don't know how to, how to say that but i got around forty thousand views which again wow. in comparison isn't isn't huge or anything but forty thousand people looking at your face talk for like five minutes i mean that's just such a weird surreal yeah <laughs> it's just super, <laughs> it's super weird to think about right uh, have you had people reach out to you uh, to talk to you about different things? I know in, in videos you said somebody asked if you would make a video on this or that. Uh, do you have any interactions with people that kind of stuck out to you? Yeah, there's there's definitely a lot of people that that reach out. Um, people reach out for for different things. There's there's people that want to do like uh, like a little podcast with me, for example. <laughs> there's 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 people that that want that's here yeah <laughs> there's people that want to do like a sponsorship on their channel like they there's a lot of people that that also just just want to give their support like there's so many nice people that that just say like hey i'm i i just subscribed to your channel like i just found your channel and i find it extremely valuable like it's it's great content thank you so much for taking the time like just r- random messages where people just take a good amount of time to to thank you and it's like an incredible feeling that that you know that you're making an impact in someone's life even if it's such a trivial thing like web design i mean it's it's such a random part of the world but if if it helps people then it then it always it's always really impactful you know knowing that that you're making they're helping people again even though web design isn't like a humanitarian crisis or anything but it's still it's still helping people you know which is great um but yeah i get i get messages often definitely it's starting to get like a little bit even even too many messages at times which which is is a good problem to have of course because it means that people are um, reacting well and they're commenting and stuff but yeah I I, I'm I'm definitely getting still getting used to it and still like understanding how to reply in a way that my mental isn't as affected or it's like Mm. oh shit I need to I need to reply to every single person or else well, I'm a bad person, you know, but I always, I try to, I try to kind of balance it, you know, and keep, keep a cool mind. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I definitely, yeah, feel that way that you, I, you have to respond to everybody that, that reaches out to you, but, but yeah, I'm sure that could get taxing after a while. Yeah. And then you start mm-hmm. thinking about like, um, like, I'm always so surprised that people that I look up to or am interested in actually respond um, because you always go in with this assumption that they're never going to see it. And then yeah. when, when people actually message me back, it's, it's so surprising. Like I remember yeah. with the, with the Vlad podcast, I just messaged him on LinkedIn and expected nothing. And then awesome. uh, my, mm-hmm. my boyfriend had my phone in his hand. And then he said like, Hey, this guy, Vlad just messaged you just like, you got a notification on your phone. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Vlad, what? Oh my God. <laughs> I'm like, no, no he way. did not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I can't, but, I can't even imagine that. Yeah. Uh, when surreal. um, it, it was surreal. It was it was so crazy. Um, like it was. Uh, sometimes when when I talk to people um that either have YouTube channels or or uh, they they do things in which they're recording their face. It's very funny because um the first couple seconds that I talk to you. Um, it's like I'm looking at the YouTube video, but it's saying my name <laughs> yeah. and reacting to things I'm doing. It's so weird. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Yeah, 
I had I had a similar reaction when I was um like in terms of reaching out to people and like feeling really like really weird that that you, you're actually talking to someone when I reached out to um uh what's her name dot lung yes um dot yeah. lung I I first met her in she came to Barcelona once I'm from Barcelona I, I live here as well and she 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 lives here as well I think or she used to or something and she did a she did a talk somewhere at a at a WeWork at a co-working and I remember I went and that was when I first was like introduced to her. And then it, it actually turns out that she has like a hundred thousand on Instagram and she is actually really good at what she does and all of this. And then I followed her for like two, three years. And I always remembered the, her like dragons formula, like you to, to grow online as a designer, you need this formula, blah, 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 blah. And then one day I'd reach out to her and I was like, Hey, like I have this podcast. We met like three, four years ago. Would you want to be on it? And she was like, Hey, let's do it. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, <"No> way. <laughs> Are you sure? You sure? You sure you want to say yes? So <laughs> yeah, it was surreal. And then I spoke to her and it was, it was, it was like a great podcast. It's, it's on YouTube actually, if you guys want to check it out, but <laughs> it was it's a little quick plug. Um, but yeah, it's, it's super surreal at times. And now I'm working to getting, I want to get um, Chris Doe on the podcast. And I also want to get uh, Ran Segal, like, like you had him, which was surreal as well. And a lot of these great names that you've already you've already checked off the bucket list. I'm, I'm envious. I, I also want to speak <laughs> to them. These are also some of my heroes. You know, they're they're great people to they're like the first ones of, of this online Internet age that are doing these, these tutorials for the masses, with, whether it's with design or web design or graphic design. And I feel like we're in an unprecedented time <laughs> where this hasn't really been a thing yet, like a design celebrity. I mean, apart from like <laughs> or, or whatever. But it hasn't really been a thing, you know, like Rand Seagal is just it seems like he's just a regular person in the middle of Israel, but so many people look up to him and, and find his work inspiring. So, yeah, I don't know where, where that question came from or, or what we were talking about, but <laughs> I went off on a tangent there. Oh, I um, watched all your uh, podcasts before mm-hmm. uh, us meeting today, and mm-hmm. I think that I don't know if it's because I also do podcasts or something like that, but I think the thing that I paid attention to most while you were uh, talking with these people, I was really focused on like the way that you were looking at your guests for some reason. Like I, I not, it was like, I I was like, I I thought that um, there was a lot of like authentic, actual interest in, Mm -hmm. in your eyes when you were talking to people. And I don't Mm -hmm. know if that's just because like, when when you do something that means a lot to you when other people are doing uh the same thing you're like interested like oh how does he do his podcast how does he do this how does he talk Mm -hmm. to people it's so cool um Mm -hmm. but yeah when when you talk to these people it's so obvious like in your your facial expressions that that you're excited to talk to these people and that you really care and this is something that Mm -hmm. you actually love doing and i i don't know i I, do you do you agree i i think so yeah (laughs) Yeah, I mean, the, when I whenever I reach out to to people to to have on my podcast, it's one because obviously they have they have a big online following, and that's one of the reasons why, like social hacking and, and all that. Like, you have to be honest here, right? And then the other <laughs> side is is I really really look up to them. The work that they do is is incredibly inspiring. Um, I've learned countless lessons from them, and they're like heroes of mine. Like in, in another in, in one way to to put it, right? I mean these are people where you sit down and you learn with for for hours on end and then one day now you're speaking to them and they don't they're you forget that they're like real people you know 
and then you forget that they have hopes and dreams just like you do and then it's it's i find that whenever i speak to people whenever they're they're like youtubers as well it's it's always surreal to like you said speak to them whenever you've been whenever when you've been watching them for so long because you almost feel like you're getting like a one-to-one with your hero (laughs) but i I doubt that's how you feel with me right now (laughs) but 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 definitely me with like ron seagal or dot long and or whoever but but yeah i i definitely agree with you the the some people ask me um uh who are you most excited about about a podcast or like what is your like even last last week somebody said like who is your dream guest or something like that and I sat there and I listened for a second and I'm like there's no way I could do this if the the my dream guest or my most excited person is not like the next person I'm going to talk to so mm. even if I if I have um, an episode planned next week I'm not thinking about it at all like I'm I'm like only thinking about your channel what you do your background all that kind of stuff Mm -hmm. so i uh so right now how i feel about doing an episode with you is as excited Mm -hmm. as i was for Mm -hmm. uh the other ones so so i would say i i do feel that way uh for for you as i do for for other Mm -hmm. people that you might look up to so that's yeah that's that's awesome that's see that's that's like (laughs) the first thing we talked about like it's surreal to think that that people might be interested in what i'm doing people, <laughs> people actually enjoy the content so it's 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 a it's a surreal feeling still definitely the um the it's it's really funny uh, when you say that because um mm-hmm. like even people that you're talking about right now who i've talked to um they talk about other people that have been on the podcast they're like well i'm like compared to that person i'm like yeah is, it, is this just what everybody does yeah, yeah. no matter who I, you are Mm-hmm. I, I, de- I think so right I mean even if you're working at like the best agencies in the world you compare yourself to other agencies and you compare yourself to to other other projects and it's it's a never-ending cycle of, of comparison and I don't think that that ends just because you reach a certain subscriber milestone or a certain follower <laughs> milestone right there's no real metrics where humans stop comparing themselves with other designers or other copywriters or whatever it is you're working on but yeah I can't imagine them doing that though. <laughs> that being said, like I can't actually imagine them. But yeah. When um when I was uh, learning about you, uh, there was something that you said that you had a quote from your mom that I uh, really liked. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What yeah. I remember from it is um you already have uh the no, go get mm-hmm. the yes. And I was just wondering if you could yeah. talk a little bit more about that because it sounds like that's yeah. what we're talking about right now. Yeah, it's it's honestly like one of the, I feel like people have have certain mantras that they live their life by, and I never understood that until I I was really I was a really ambitious kid, and I was always trying to do things that that a kid probably shouldn't be doing. Like I started a clothing line when I was like fifteen, with just like um, print on demand and and things like Facebook ads and stuff. I was learning about that at a really young age, and I remember I remember telling her, and she was like, okay, well like the world is already like the the default is that it's not going to work right like whatever you do the default is like there's another there's another i don't know if it's a proverb or a or a quote or whatever it is but it's like um whether you do or you don't you're you're right or something that's something along the lines of that i'm sure i butchered it but it's like whether you try or you don't try like you're you're, the result is the same right like either Mm. you do it or you don't do it but if you don't do it well then there you go that there's your answer but if you actually try to do it 
well, then something might happen and you might be lucky and something might fall through and who knows, maybe, maybe something happens. And like, to give you an example, maybe I want to reach out to, to work at Apple, for example, right? Or whatever it is. Okay. Well, you ready? The default answer is no, you're not going <laughs> to, you're, you are rejected from Apple. Okay. But then there might be a yes, you know, you never know. Maybe a certain project that you did really resonates with the the person that's looking at you and who knows you know you never you never know what's what's going to happen so you already have the no go get the yes I, those <laughs> are words i will live by uh until further notice <laughs> until <laughs> until, until uh, it doesn't work anymore but i mean that's that's worked for me for for so so much um just so many things i've tried to do in my life always reaching out to people always asking them for favors, if you want to call it that, and always seeing if I can, if I can get into this place and that place, like to give you an example of, of person, my personal life, not even personal, but like personally something that's happened to me. I, I did a podcast with um, Benthe Sanz, who is a founder of a, of a website called Domestica. And Domestica oh, yeah. is, yeah, Domestica is like a Skillshare for creatives, right? It's like a, one of the biggest um, online course websites. And I did an interview with him just as a, just as a fan, almost like this guy, well, the, the story was like, he, I guess he watched one of my videos or he, someone, hold, someone told him about me and he followed me on Twitter. And then I saw founder of Domestica, um, juror at awards, um, coordinator of world design conference in Valencia. And so then I reached out to him and I'm like, Hey, you <laughs> let's, let's get on my podcast like i really admire what you're doing you have, you're an incredible designer like this guy's like world like there aren't many people like this guy right and so i reach out to him and I, right i already have the no so i reached out to him thinking he's just gonna ignore me and then he says like yeah for sure you can count on me let's do it okay weeks wow. pass by haven't heard anything like super busy guy and then we finally do it after like a few reschedulings just extremely busy person and I finally get on the call with him and I'm like, okay, awesome. We have a great chat, super cool guy. And then in the end, after the call, I don't know, I remember if, if it was after the call or before the call, when I remembered this, this saying again, like you already have the no. And I remembered that this guy is actually um, coordinating one of the biggest design events in the world, the World Design Conference. And it just so happens to be in Valencia this year, which is like a two hour ride from, from where I live. and. Well, I say, okay, you already have the no. <laughs> and I say, hey, <laughs> is there any chance I could I could come to to this event? Like it's gonna be super VIP, super, super this, super that. And he's like, uh yeah, sure, why not? I'm like, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that's that. Uh we end the call a few hours later. I'm like, listen, uh, is there any chance whatsoever I could maybe possibly in any world be able to to speak or do some sort of speaking engagement and he's like um i don't know i'll have to check with everyone blah 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 blah, blah, blah but I'll, I'll we'll be in touch and i'm like okay cool so months pass by and i'm like okay this isn't gonna happen this isn't gonna work whatever and a few a few like weeks later i get a tweet i'm not a tweet from, i get a message from on twitter and he's like hey pass me your email and i'm like okay so i get an email from him he's like hey we'd love to have you for a workshop we'd love you to do this and that and i was like holy shit <laughs> like there's no way there's no way like from being a fan of this guy to like now working with him and 
doing a workshop in one of the biggest design events in the world like it's it's it all goes back to the same thing like you already if i just said okay fuck it there's no way that this guy's ever going to speak to me well then i wouldn't be even i wouldn't be i wouldn't be anywhere you know i wouldn't be doing this talk i wouldn't be doing this meeting incredible designers like this is just it's a mentality where i've thanks to my mom and thanks to her being so like (laughs) so um i don't know what the word is like um like helping encouraging supportive supportive encouraging all that yep like thanks to her being so encouraging and supportive then i sort of adapted this mentality of okay you most likely will not do it and it'll be rejection but why not go try see what happens And sometimes it might fall through and sometimes you might speak to cool people and worst case, you get rejected and then you learn from that rejection and you move on and rejection is redirection at the end of the day. So <laughs> you never lose, you know, you just, you just end up, you just end up moving on. Um, either yeah, way, you're right. Long, yeah, either way, <laughs> like either you try or you don't try, you're right. And that was a very long winded way <laughs> of explaining it. Um, we have yeah, plenty it's, of time. It's, yeah, yeah. It's it's a I feel like it's a mentality that that people should have especially when they when they're applying to jobs and even if it's even if it's not like career wise like I don't know going like asking out the guy that you like or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> or trying to get a reservation at your favorite restaurant or whatever it is, right? Like fuck it, try if it doesn't work, then it doesn't work, but at least you at least you gave it a shot. And that's the that's the main idea there. Sometimes when when I talk to people about this, um, just like friends or something like that, and uh, they they want to talk to somebody um, that they admire, but they Mm -hmm. don't. And so I ask them, like, why? Why do you do that? And they say, Mm -hmm. the thing that I'm most scared of is that I'm going to bother them and that that's going to be disrespectful and that they're not going to like me. Has anybody talk to you about that and have you do you have any thoughts on like why you don't think that way because I don't think that way either well I feel like one of the main things is there 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 might be like bounds to this right like maybe if I'm messaging like someone extremely famous like like a Brad Pitt or whatever then okay maybe (laughs) it's gonna bother him just another just another fan or whatever it is but if it's just a regular person that you look up to maybe they've got a certain amount of followers that doesn't really make them any better of a person than you are. It doesn't make them any, any different than you are. You know, at the end of the day, it's just one human being speaking to another. And if their, if their ego has, has inflated so much because of their subscriber size <laughs> to the point, to the point where like, Oh, this person without X amount of subs is talking to me. How dare they? Well then fuck them. <laughs> like, <laughs> if they're, if they're like that, then, then there really is no point to, to even want to speak to them, you know? And Mm -hmm. part of that might be my ego where I'm like, okay, if you don't want to speak to me, then, then fuck you. (laughs) (laughs) Not to to take it like that. But if you don't want to, if you don't, like you feel like you're too great to, to speak to a regular person, then, then whatever, you know, like, like take a walk, (laughs) get on your bike and and go away. I don't know. There's no other way to to go around, you know, like if you don't have that approach, then then you're never going to speak to anyone ever because you're always going to have this mentality of, oh my God, this person works at, at, at this and this, and they, they've won this, this award. How, how could they speak to me? And it's like, okay, well, at one mm. point they didn't have any awards at one point they were me and they didn't, they only, all they had was ambitions and, 
and uh, the proverbs of their mom. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> so now you can go out and, and like do it, you know, why not? I think that um, a big thing that I, I, so I used to be like that. And mm -hmm. I think a big thing that helped me make that, that switch is um, I stopped putting the responsibility on myself to uh, be able to anticipate this other person's feelings. And I kind of mm. uh, decided that, Hey, like this other person is mature enough and smart enough and capable enough to just not respond to me if they don't want to. Like I'm yeah, not bothering this person. They can just not respond. And once I made that realization, it got so much easier to reach out to people. And then mm -hmm. on top of that, every person that you talk to and you meet, um, who you admire, who you thought would never give you ever the time of day, it makes mm -hmm. it a little bit easier to talk to the next person that you admire. Um, yeah. What do you think about that? Yeah, I agree. I mean, there's another mental trick or game or whatever you want to call it, <laughs> proverb that, that I use a lot just in my, in my life and whether it's career or whatever, where it's like, it's the same thing that you said, right? As soon as you speak to someone that you admire, then it's a lot easier to go to the next one. And there's a similar thing where it's, it's, it's almost like chapters or like floors of, of an apartment building. If you can imagine that it's like, okay, once you bust through the first floor, then it's, it's impossible to go down. Right. And then it's a lot easier mm -hmm. to go to the second floor. Then once you're in the second floor, well then, the ground floor looks so far away that you don't want to go back there. So then you go, you go upwards, <laughs> you go to the third. And then when, once you're in the 50th floor, you know, it's two years later, you've improved so much in your life where you have this completely different mentality. You've spoken to so many different people that you admire and you've made contacts and friends with all these incredible people. And now you look down and it's so far down that you never even want, like you didn't, you, you wonder why you were there, why you were there <laughs> in the first place. Right. It's, it's a it's a weird way of imagining it, but I, I take that approach as well. Where it's okay now I've done this. Okay, whatever. Now I've done this award show. Okay, what's next? What's the best thing? What's the next best thing? And you don't want to go back down. <laughs> you don't want you don't want to go back to presenting in in a classroom, for example, right? Or whatever it is. I don't know. I'm giving some bad examples here. They're not the best, but <laughs> no, but, yeah, um, I I could totally see that. Like the um. Uh, when you were in school, that that senior thesis or that senior presentation in your last year was such a big deal, and uh, mm -hmm. you were so nervous about it, uh, or at least yep. I was, and it seemed like like the end of the world if it didn't go well. And then now mm -hmm. I look back on it and I think that doesn't even matter at all. <laughs> like it had no impact on my life. So yeah. I think that's a good example of like even in the very beginning of in school. Um, you you think all of these things matter so much and will impact yeah. your life by so much and then mm -hmm. even a term later you're like oh well yeah. I'm doing fine mm -hmm. no matter how that yeah. went <laughs> yeah or as soon as you graduate you think like okay I've never I, I haven't opened my like <laughs> my final year thesis or whatever in since I sent it to <laughs> to be graded like I haven't even touched it you know I haven't I haven't even looked at it and at the time, it's it's the the world's biggest biggest thing. Like it's the only thing on your mind. And I mean, I might be the only person in the world that that didn't have that on my mind because I was I was worrying about freelancing and stuff. But <laughs> <laughs> and that might have been detrimental. But I mean, it worked out in the end, and so it's all it's all good. But but I, I definitely agree. Like the, as soon as you as soon as you move on, and as soon as you do something something better, 
the, the thing that you just worked on for like six months of your life just doesn't matter anymore. And no one cares about it. Like your degree doesn't matter. Your, your grades don't matter. What matters is the work that you put out. What matters is how you speak to people, how you network, how you treat people. And that's something that I learned pretty early on. And it's maybe in a, in a, in a bad way. It's what led me to not really care about my grades at university because I knew that I was, I was already securing other, other career opportunities and doing other things that my classmates weren't doing. And now I'm in a, in a great point in my life and I'm, I'm pretty young still. So it's all, it's, it's all relative at the end of, at the end of the day, right? It's all about these, these chapters that you want to sort of improve on and, and jump through and climb through the ladder, I guess, if you want to call it. Go up the apartment building. Go up the apartment building, <laughs> snakes and ladders, all that. Yeah. So um, I, when I was in school, I think probably in my senior year, I started freelancing and because uh, did uh, uh, St. Martin's. Yeah. So how do I describe this? Like uh, yeah. in the U.S., we have like elementary school, which is like uh, kindergarten. Yeah, through... I, used to, I used to live in the U.S. for, for a time. Oh, you did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, how did I find that? Oh, I don't know. So good at (laughs) cyber stalking people. Yeah, (laughs) I haven't revealed it. I guess. Wait, so I'm gonna like totally derail from what I was talking about. I, uh, what was it like living? Like, when did this happen? Like, oh, I was just, I was, I was really young. I don't know. It's not really, uh, it's not really a, a big deal or whatever. But, um, yeah, no, I totally know all about the the American system and. I mean, you can hear my voice, right? I don't sound Spanish <laughs> at all. I sound quite American. Um, but yeah, senior year, high school, or was that? Yeah, yeah, year senior year, senior year of uh, college. All right, college. Yeah, okay. yeah. So university year. Yeah, we had uh, four years, and and so yeah, the, where I was getting it was, um, uh, I started freelancing around that time. Um, right. But for 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 you, um, when I, when I was freelancing, I kind of stopped caring about school <laughs> like uh, yeah, I, I did mm-hmm. but but you kind of um, look at these classes and sometimes your classmates that are like solely focused on school you you're kind of a little removed from it and you kind of feel almost sometimes like does this really matter like why am I here all that kind of stuff mm-hmm. did you ever feel that while you were in school like I, I'm just so yeah. ready to get out of here <laughs> Yeah, I mean, a, a little, a little like unknown, unknown story of me, which I guess is the whole point of the podcast. But like, I absolutely hated school. Um, yeah. Even like growing, like as a kid, I just not not the place for me. I was always uh, doing other things. I had like a, like a sticker business and like like a like the the clothing line, and and I was doing. I started freelancing when I was like fifteen, just to like not do schoolwork because I I knew like since I was like. I don't know, three years old or something. Like I knew I was wanting to do art and design and and even architecture at some point and transport design. And so I was always super focused on the design world. And my school never really allowed that as a as a as an avenue. You know, I it was very like maths and English and all this. Mm. And so I, I always had that feeling. So I completely like know where you're coming from. I remember being like 15 or something and I was in math class and people were like, don't you care about the final? <laughs> and, I, and I was, I was looking at my like Shopify and my like graphs and little Facebook ads <laughs> and stuff <laughs> where I was putting in like two euros a day and I was getting like a couple, a couple clicks here and there, but I, I've always been very removed from, from education. Um, I do think it's important, especially if, if you don't have other things on the side and, and you want to learn a skill, it's 
absolutely essential, mm -hmm. but I've always been very determined to do it my own way, unfortunately, and uh, kind of go the hard way and, and learn myself. So even at university, I remember I had a, um, not to talk like numbers and stuff, but I remember having a client where I was making quite a lot of money and my, my classmates are like worried about like internships and all this and all that. And I was like, dude, I couldn't, I couldn't like relate any less because mm -hmm. I'm already, I'm already doing these things. And it's not, it's not to sound like, like I don't care about it or I'm like cocky or whatever, but it's just, I can't relate to it because I'm already doing other stuff. You know, I'm already, I went, I didn't go the agency route. I went the freelance route and mm -hmm. it worked out for me. YouTube helped me get there as well. Um, one of my, even till now, one of my longest uh, retainer, long-term clients, whatever you want to call it, found me through YouTube, you know, and that happened during university. So I was working for him while doing classes and while caring about my final project and, you know, all this stuff. And I remember my, my classmates didn't really get it. And they were like, no, but don't you care about like internships? And at a, at a point I did care. I, I even applied to like a bunch of places and and I got rejected and I got in and then I got rejected. And it's uh, because of those rejections, it allowed me to, to start the channel and, and really go down a different avenue of my life, you know, and, and I've always, I've always been doing YouTube. I'm not YouTube. I've always been doing freelancing. I've always been doing projects for other people. And so when people really put too much emphasis on school and projects, I just can't relate because for as long as I can remember, if I just haven't liked school, you know, I yeah. just, it's not, it's not my thing. It's just, it's not the place for me to be. And it's, it's, it's just not, not the environment for, for Arnaud Ross, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's just not, not the place where I want to be. Um, but yeah, I, I, but I do definitely think that everybody can benefit from, for, from something like freelancing, even if you're not directly freelancing, even if it's a side project or a or joining a, a team like a like a sports team or something, just somewhere where you you can do something outside of school, so you're not always completely involved in school and projects and life and the little drama and all that. Like <laughs> something that removes you, you know. I've always I've always been an advocate of that, and now maybe people will start to listen. <laughs> but who knows? It it does um like when you're when you're in college or uh, even when you're in high school uh that's it's like that's all you know a little mm -hmm. bit you're in this yeah. bubble of the most important thing is this and if i can achieve this then that means i'll be successful and i'll get that job and everything like that yeah. um mm -hmm. but it is kind of weird when when you start to realize that that's not the, really the case and that there's so mm -hmm. much to life and to career and everything outside of that when you do try to have these conversations with your friends who you love, who you, you like enjoy spending time with, and mm -hmm. they're still in that bubble, it is a definitely yeah. a weird feeling of like, you do know, like, this isn't the most important thing in yeah, the world. Like you do know and... this is going to end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, I mean, like, like the whole thing with the clothing line, like I was really early to to this whole entrepreneurship and print on demand thing. Like I was like 15, 16, 14, even doing designs and doing things for people and freelancing. And people are like, like, don't you need to, to get a degree for that? And all this as a dude, like, I'm so <laughs> far away from you right now. <laughs> like, even, we're not even the same lane. Like, don't even, 
<laughs> no, but yeah, it's, it's hard, honestly, because at times people don't really get it. And for as long as I can remember, I, I have an idea and I have my own route and my own lane. And when I try to explain it to people, they didn't really get it. So at this point, it's kind of just like, okay, I'm doing my own thing. And, and people, like my friends, like understand that. They're like, yeah, he's just doing his own thing. He's freelancing. He does, he does YouTube. He does all this. And they work in sales. They're lawyers. They're this. They're that. And yeah, I mean, it's, 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 a, different, it's a different world. I think just as an early age, I always saw the nine to five as something to not look forward to. And mm. as an early age, I always wanted to go away from that, whether it's how I was, I was just seeing the people around me. I was seeing how my friend's parents were, my own parents, you know, maybe it was listening to like Gary V and stuff. He was like, fuck the nine to five. <laughs> <Whatever it was. laughs> you know? yeah, I like your impression. of <laughs> <laughs> No, that guy is a, is an absolute legend in my eyes. He, if it wasn't for him, honestly, I probably, I probably wouldn't have done YouTube. I probably wouldn't have really? the whole yeah, I think he, Gary Vee was an incredible inspiration to me. And a lot of people like, like fun of him, just like the way he speaks and like, he's super intense, but, and, and I agree, he's very intense. Um, <laughs> but I've always like, thanks to him as well. I've always kind of tried to go away from the nine to five and figure out how to do that. And mm-hmm. thankfully I found that at a really, really young age, too young probably because I was still in school and people were worried about like grades and all this, but I was busy on other stuff. But so like, how old were you when you found uh, the videos of Gary Vee on, on all of the different platforms? I don't, I don't remember. Um, I might've been in like ninth grade or 10th grade or something. I don't really know. Um, but I was, I was super young. I was like 13 and, and it just like, I just completely resonated with it. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't need good grades to, to have a good life. And I don't need uh, grades to, to have value in myself and to understand that, that there's more to life than just school and grades and all this stuff. And that's, I mean, that's, that's completely different, you know, from, from being raised to like, you no know, grades is the most important thing. If you don't get good grades, then you're going to end up not doing well in life and all this and all that. And to this day, I think, <laughs> I think apart from, apart from like art class and, and, and other like PE and shit like that, I think my, my average was like a, like a C or a B mm-hmm. or like just horrible. And I was always, I was always like the, um, like the dumb kid in class because I'd get bad grades and I wasn't paying attention and all this. And then here comes Gary Vee saying like, dude, if you're creative, then here's all the things you can do. You can start a clothing line. You can start a this, you can start a that. You can do Facebook ads for people. You can do freelancing. You can do websites. You can do logos. And I was like, holy shit. (laughs) I don't need need math class. I'm all good. You know? And so it's something I I always kind of was more pushed towards even super early on. Before you were given this, um, this idea that there was a way out of, um, what everybody was telling you your mm-hmm. your life had to go down or the path that you had mm-hmm. to go down um and you were, were in class and like it just school and you just wasn't jiving mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> um, one way to put it yeah <laughs> was that like a tough point in your life yeah like, absolutely i i hated like going to school it was like not to like put this out into the internet you know but it was it was fucking awful dude like waking up 
and like just hating the the whole day like every single day for the next 10 years of your life mm-hmm. like that's awful and then knowing that there's no way out of it and like i'm not going to drop out because my parents would literally disown me so <laughs> like and i can't drop out like i'm 13 like what am i going to do and yeah. like it was just awful like i would i would just like i remember skipping school not skipping school but like like staying at home like faking being sick and like even at some point being like listen i don't like i don't want to go and like it was just not a good experience for me and to this day like i don't have like the best memories of school and like of course i've I made some like lifelong friends there and of like super close best friends and stuff but i mean if you can imagine just a kid who who isn't the best at math who isn't the best at at this and that and all he wants to do is design as is like cringy as that sounds like i was a misfit <laughs> it's not like that you know but it, it just it was just awful and it was it was like draining every day was was awful and as soon as i got into like being able to do design and art and all this it was like a fucking building lifted off of my shoulders and i could go on and and actually like create myself and develop a personality and not be like this little depressed 16 year old and you know it was like a whole thing lifted off of me and it was just the best feeling in the world as soon as i left school and, and graduated and even even more so now like i just i i went from from high school to to uh, central st martin's which is a just a uh, design school and when i graduated from there it was i even left of that feeling like okay i don't belong here because they were mm. so weird and so focused and like being weird what does weird mean and i don't know it's just you need to look it up fashion people at central samarans are just ridiculous and no i just didn't i didn't fit in there either i feel like i'm in, I'm in my own world because yeah i've always wanted to do design but then i found freelancing i found youtube i found i found christo talking about charging 60k for a logo and i was like dude fucking internship <laughs> i'm not i'm not going to do that i'm going to go freelancing i'm going to do this do that and i found my own way i found my own way to do it you know i was charging again i don't want to say prices and all that but i was charging mm-hmm. like um i don't know like 5 to 10k for a website while i was still in in uni and people were worried about internships and people were worried about about all this and i was like dude just try <laughs> just try to do it the other way just try and people like no this that this that and i also agree i mean to, there's a point where I was obsessed with the idea of like going to Pentagram for for designing mm. and getting hired at Apple and and yeah of course there's still the idea of that where it's like it's like a dream working for the like work, working with the best designers in the world and being in that team and understanding their values and making products for like millions of people around the world there's still that appeal but the monetary appeal for me and the freedom appeal to me is 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 always going to be bigger and more important than than working like just having that that name in your in your resume like at this point i've i've had so much freedom with freelancing and having clients that that care about you and your work specifically what you're doing and your time and the, the little details that you put into it versus being in in a bigger team um that i just i just can't see a way back honestly if anything i'm going to make my own agency which will will be my my way like backwards <laughs> if, <laughs> where am i going back into the agency world which is fine you know it's growth at some point <laughs> got to be done um 
but yeah, it's it's definitely difficult to to care about school and to not to to be like looking forward to it every day when you feel like there's nothing there for you mm. and there's no like you're not going to be I'm not going to be a science teacher I'm not going to be a I'm not going to work in physics I'm not going to be an engineer I'm going to be a freelance web designer UI logo I don't know something and I knew that from a young age and so it was just it was like a black hole <laughs> to put it lightly yeah I didn't like it not at all <laughs> I remember being in a, a math class and I'm like why am I learning about parabolas when I could be learning about yeah. like taxes or something yeah yeah <laughs> like mm-hmm. when am I going to use parabolas or mm-hmm. I don't know yeah. this chemistry equation <laughs> Yeah, this is going to be such a weird episode for your your listeners. <laughs> oh no, they're so much. <laughs> they are they are used to it. Um, <laughs> this yeah. is exactly what they came here for. <laughs> okay, but um, uh, I don't know. Like sometimes I think about um that kind of stuff. Like I, I think that you and I have a lot of similarities. Like we're mm-hmm. pretty close in age, and a lot of the stuff that we're interested in at certain parts of our lives were pretty similar. Um, mm-hmm. And sometimes I think back to this, this phrase of, uh, if I got everything that I wanted exactly when I wanted it, mm-hmm. I don't know if I would be a very happy person. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because yeah. you, you think that your life is going to go one way, and then you just have to be open to life being totally different. Like, I never thought I'd ever get into web I took a web class and I hated it so much. I would cry during the final exams because it was horrible. (laughs) It was so embarrassing. Um, But, but yeah, like life has like kind of a weird way of, of kind of telling you where you should be. (laughs) Yeah, I know. I definitely, I definitely agree. Like there was a, um, like I said, the, the whole point of internships and that part of my life where, where that was the most important thing for me, just because that's where like, classes and society is telling you to go like right after uni go get an internship go get a junior position and the example is like if I actually got so the the way it worked was I got approached by a company to do an internship for them just because of of the website and they they liked my profile and whatever and I was like oh my god hell yes this is great this is exactly what I wanted and then COVID happened and everything went sideways I didn't I didn't I ended up not getting the internship obviously um so things went sideways and for a time in my life it was like the worst thing that could have happened to me like I felt like, like the victim of, of like a thunderbolt or something um but then I was like listen uh I'm in COVID I'm in COVID I'm in lockdown I don't have anything else to do I watch a lot of YouTube I want to like grow my my online persona I want to get more clients grow my raise my rates all that and I said, fuck it, I'm going to start a channel. And because of that rejection, something great happened out of it. And now my life has completely changed. And I think it's in a much better place that, than it would have been if I got that internship in the first place. And if, and if I had gone to, to XYZ company to do, to do work and, and thank God I didn't. And thank God I'm, I'm doing this right now and, and things work out, you know, because I, I, I couldn't be happier right now, honestly. Like my life is 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 amazing um so if i had gotten an internship maybe it wouldn't be amazing maybe i'd be <laughs> struggling as a junior somewhere or doing something else but, but yeah 
I feel like you have a lot more um, choice than than the other reality. Mm-hmm. Do you think so? What do you mean by that? Like, um, so in 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 one reality, you went and worked as a a junior somewhere, and and COVID didn't happen, and that's mm-hmm. that one reality. And then in this reality, uh, COVID happened, the internship didn't uh happen, and you found this whole other life um mm-hmm. to go into um mm-hmm. yeah i don't know it, it's uh it seems like in in this reality you kind of have like a little bit more diversity and, and choice in the kind of stuff that you're working on and doing mm-hmm. yeah and i think one of the one of the benefits of, of the way that that i'm living my life now is because i don't know if 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 there's something like wrong with me or what, but the way i like to work is always doing many things at the same time my mm-hmm. brain just works like that. I always like to do a lot of projects at the same time. I hate doing the same task over and over and over and over. And maybe why I also didn't like school. But <laughs> that's, just, that's just how my brain works. I always need to be doing different stuff. And whether I'm freelancing for a client, whether I'm getting on a call with a different client, whether I'm talking about a sponsorship with a, with a business for, for YouTube, whether I'm planning a video, whether I'm talking to my editor, whether I'm like helping someone else do a project, managing their project. Like there's just so many different things to it that it, it just makes my life more entertaining and it makes it a lot better. And now I'm planning a SaaS and, I, and I'm building my own no-code Ooh. SaaS and I'm, and I'm doing a, a job board for Webflow designers. And there's so many more levels and things that I can do instead of just like, okay, welcome to work. You will now do 100 sketches for 10 hours. Congrats and go go do it <laughs> what are you waiting for you get to it and i'm like dude fuck <laughs> like god are you it's the just... type of person that um uh really has difficulty focusing on things that you just have no interest in yeah absolutely i was i was talking to my girlfriend uh the other day and i said i am the type of person that if i'm not interested in it i will not do it like mm. I, I physically can't i can't do it if i don't want to do it i <laughs> I simply won't do it. Like, I don't care if there's money on the line. I don't care if there's this, if there's that. Like, I just, mm-hmm. if it's not in my soul, I will not do it. Like, I mm-hmm. physically, it just won't come out of me. I don't know. I don't know why. I don't know what it is, but I will not sit down, <laughs> open the computer <laughs> and get typing or I get this or get that. Like, I just, I don't know why. Do you feel the same way? Do you? Um, I think sometimes I hit expiration times. Of like, mm-hmm. I've been working on this for like five hours. I cannot put another five minutes into this. I need to just yeah. take a break. I need to not do that. Um, I, I worked so many jobs um, before this of stuff that uh, had nothing to do with what I want to do in life. And mm-hmm. uh, oh my God, you wake up and, and you start thinking like, is this all I'm worth? Is this all I can do? Um, yeah, exactly. I think other people have been in that situation. So I don't think that that's that unique. But like, mm-hmm. yeah, like. There was a time period where I was just like folding clothes all day oh, wow. um, mm-hmm. and, and like cleaning people's houses and stuff. And I was like, I can't I, like there was actually a point where I was like, I, I can't do this for another day. I need to go. <laughs> I, can't, mm-hmm. I just this needs to end. Um, yeah. But uh, but something that's kind of interesting um, when you look at what somebody does in their adult life um, and what they're excited about and all of that kind of stuff it's fun to look back into your childhood of 
what you naturally gravitated towards before mm-hmm. you understood what things cost, what a career was or anything like that. Um, so I was curious with you, what kind of things did you naturally gravitate towards when, when you were a kid? When I was a kid, I downloaded a torrented version of Photoshop. <laughs> really? Started, yes. <laughs> I started learning Photoshop and I started looking at tutorials and I remember being really enthralled by logos that I saw and shop signs and again with my mom like always looking at, at designs and being like you know like being like 12 years old or whatever and be like you know I think I would have chosen blue <laughs> and she was like mm, yes <laughs> like, very good <laughs> why, don't you, why don't you go draw that and I was like I will go draw that and being being very like I can do this better than than what I see <laughs> that might be a might be a toxic trait who knows but, but I was always very very into trying things myself and seeing how difficult it is and I remember downloading a or not downloading I remember purchasing a Skillshare course or no it was a Udemy course for Cinema 4D and so oh. I started learning Cinema 4D and I started I downloaded a, a version of Cinema 4D and I and I got cooking <laughs> and I did like a like a super bad first thing and then I progressed and progressed and progressed and then I got really good and then so I've always been very into learning new skills. I've always been very into learning softwares and there was a point in my life where I was doing games like phone games and things like that just because my brother was doing it and I was like, okay, I need to do this now. I need to try it. <laughs> and it just, you know, now I'm doing SAS. Now I'm doing this. And I'm, I'm sure in, in five years, I'll be doing something completely different. Like I doubt at any point in my life, I'm going to do something more. Um, I'm going to do something constant for more than like three years, four mm-hmm. years of that. But yeah, I've, I've always been into, into trying to think myself, honestly. And I still am. That's, that's, that hasn't died. How old were you when you started with Photoshop? Um, I think I was, I'm, I'm pretty confident to say like 12. 12? Okay. How old was 12 you? years old. I was, yeah, I was like 12. Yeah. That mm-hmm. is, okay. Do yeah. you remember what the first thing that you did in Photoshop was? No, absolutely no? not. No idea. No. Um, but I remember the first thing I did on Illustrator which was like was a, it? it was like a mountain or something where I just subtracted two <laughs> shapes and ta-da, it's a mountain. <laughs> and I appreciate I, I still have that file, but. It's, it's really funny. Um, uh, like some people, like even, even uh, Ran, he said that he first started using like Adobe um, mm-hmm. uh, products and he still had his, um, his files from that year. And mm-hmm. they were like, uh, like super long time ago and it was really funny because when I was doing research on him uh mm-hmm. I looked at the year and it was uh the year uh I was born <laughs> oh god <laughs> yeah there's people that have been doing it for a lot longer than than we have for sure which is um, funny I, did you ever have those um those square adobe books you ever have you ever seen those no Mm-mm. oh okay they, they were no. They were square and they had a CD in the back um, because that's how we used to do things. <laughs> oh, wow. 
<laughs> and I remember this this project that I did. Um, I I wanted to learn how to use the different tools, like all the brushes and everything. And so I looked up how, uh, like it was. I don't know why, but I looked up like Kim Kardashian with makeup and Kim Kardashian without makeup, and then I matched the two photos. <laughs> Wow. I was like, this is my challenge for myself to try to learn how to mm-hmm. use Photoshop at like 12 years old. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, I'm sure, I mean, that's not, a, that's not an easy project. <laughs> that's not easy to do at all. It yeah. didn't look very good, but no. I, I tried. <laughs> she wouldn't be pleased with it. <laughs> no, she would not. Um, but um, like, were you, even before that, were you like super into um computers in general or like art or anything like that mm-hmm. or sports yeah both actually i always grew up doing uh playing sports and and doing art i remember being like the artsy fartsy kid that everybody was like oh my god he does art and i was like yes i do <laughs> <laughs> and and i remember being guided towards art because when you're when you're nine years old, your mom isn't thinking about product design. <laughs> She's not thinking like, okay, he's not going to be an artist. He's going to be a UI designer. Like it was always pushed down like fine art and painting and drawing and all this stuff. And so when I first got to like art class, I was always really good at it, and I was always better than my classmates. <laughs> you at home, and I was it was like my favorite thing in the world, you know. And it still is. Like I still paint and stuff with with my my girlfriend and stuff it's like a fun thing it's not like a you will now paint for 10 hours or whatever which is is how it was like I used to be obsessed with with painting and then when I got photoshop and I said you could like paint digitally well then I I started painting digitally and I and I got a like a Wacom tablet that was like the like the like the super super basic one and I did like a a um Tyler the creator portrait because he was like my favorite rapper and it ended up looking like jay electra which is what someone said in the comments which was unfortunate really i didn't think so (laughs) i don't know i don't know if it's good or not but but yeah it was it was one of the things where i kind of transitioned to from fine art to fine art but it was still it was digital now and then i started playing with the shapes and i was like oh if i put two shapes on top of each other then it creates this it creates that and then i was like oh I wonder if I can recreate the Zoom software on Photoshop. And then I started drawing the lines and the borders and this. And then my brother was like, dude, if you want to do um, uh, UI and logos and stuff, then Photoshop is not the way to go. <laughs> you have to download <laughs> Illustrator. And so I got, I got Illustrator, obviously a like a, like a bootleg version or whatever, because um, I could not afford that. It's like at like 13 and I was going to be like, mom, can you get me? Forty dollars a month, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Illustrator. She's like, little shit. <laughs> get lost. So yeah, get, get fucking lost. <laughs> so I yeah, I got Illustrator and just I, I think I just really enjoy learning new skills and new tools and something I've I've always enjoyed. Like right now, I'm trying to learn. Um, literally, let me check my my toolbar here. Um, <laughs> Honestly, right now I'm just playing Minecraft. I'm not even gonna lie. I've rekindled with my childhood. I'm just playing Minecraft. But <laughs> my boyfriend has been playing Minecraft so often that I have to tell him to stop when I do uh, oh uh, a <laughs> podcast because it slows down the internet that much. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, honestly, yeah. right now it's just, it's just well, right now I've been I've been learning um, some different no code tools and mm. and APIs for for Webflow and stuff. 
because apart from all this school talk and I am a Webflow developer, I do YouTube tutorials with that. So I do need to be on top of it and I need to, to learn. And, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's honestly my, the best job in the world. Like I, my job in quotes is to sit down learn new tools, do videos on it and then talk about it for 10 minutes. And then people like it, they don't like it, they like your videos, they ask you to do more, they reach out for sponsorships, for collabs, for podcasts, and it's like, I couldn't ask for anything better, you know, it's, it's, it's what I've always wanted to do, I guess, <laughs> without even knowing it, you know? And, and what is that tool that you're, you're learning most recently? Um, just Airtable, Zapier, things like that. Yeah. I guess learning, are- like, I, I already know how to, how to use them, but I'm just... I guess is what I'm using my on my day to day. I I think that the the whole like membership no code tools are like the coolest thing ever. <laughs> mm-hmm. I've started learning them yeah. recently, and it's like it's like seeing everything in two dimensions, and then all of a sudden it becomes three dimensions. Mm-hmm. Actually, like knowing how things are built and understanding why you'd put a paywall here and not three steps before, and like really diving into like the the thought process of a product. Is one of the things is one of the passions that I didn't think I'd, I'd ever have. And it's like the, the nerdiest thing, like caring about CTAs and, and all this stuff. But it's, it's one of the things where you, you put yourself in it and you're like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to do like a little product. And then you don't get a sale and you're like, okay, why am I not getting a sale? And then you sit down, you look at the, the pricing page and then, okay, this sucks. <laughs> when, you compare it to, <laughs> when you compare it to Apple's pricing page or you compare it to mm-hmm. whoever. And it's, you start comparing again and you start to learn and build. And now you realize that it's not as easy and, oh, now it's not responsive. <laughs> mm. Guess what? It's not responsive. You need to learn how to do it in mobile. I need to learn all the spacings and the typography. And now you need to learn REMs and, instead of pixels. And so it's just, it's just a, it's like a loop, honestly. It's, it's a never ending loop of learning and, and building and designing. And, and, and I guess this is more like career focus now like this, this talk that we're having, but it's, it's still, yeah, it's, it's, it's also a passion of mine and I think it's, it's great. I never want to stop doing it. (laughs) (laughs) I think with with stuff like that, um, uh, there's always a problem to solve, (laughs) Mm -hmm. like no matter what, as you get bigger, as you, uh, give different services and stuff like that, but it's, it's definitely cool because you don't really get bored because there's all of these different gears, in the mm-hmm. whole process and so with uh it sounds like that's very up your alley <laughs> of yeah. uh uh not wanting to to focus on something that you're not actually interested in and and uh find i don't know just find cool and, and fun yeah mm-hmm. exactly and, and luckily the things that i find cool and fun are are like um how do i say it? like they they pay well and it's, it's a cool thing to to say that you do and you say i make websites like it's cool <laughs> You know, it's not like, it's not like I'm into, um, uh, I was going to say like pottery, but I really like pottery. So I, can't, <laughs> I, can't, I can't say that, um, but you know, it, at least it's, it's something that, that, um, that people are willing to pay for and it's people willing to watch and stuff, but learning, learning a new tool leads to, or it, it opens more doors. And as soon as you open all of those doors and you learn all of that, well, then there's another thing and there's another problem and maybe you've built this this SaaS and you've you've learned all of member stack and it's working okay well then now you get to grow it and then you're going to learn facebook ads you're going to learn you're going to learn youtube ads twitter ads okay that's grown well then now you're going to learn how to outsource and how to manage and 
once you do that, well, then you get to learn how to sell it. <laughs> you sell the whole thing. And I haven't gotten there yet, but you know, I'm, in, I'm, in, I'm in the third stage now where I'm like <clears throat> trying to dial in on ads and outsourcing and things like that. And it's just, it's always learning. It's always going on to the next thing. And who knows, who knows what's, what's next, you know, at that point. Uh, one thing that, that I noticed from like learning about you and talking to you today, uh, it seems like uh, you mention your brother often in uh-huh. uh, different important parts of your life or pieces of advice. So mm-hmm. um, I want to know a little bit more, more about him. Like, is he a lot older than you? Is he your only sibling? Mm-hmm. Well, I have two brothers, actually. Oh, gotcha. my, bro- my brothers have been like my one of the biggest... Um, I don't know how to say, uh, like pillars of my life, I guess. Like whenever, whenever my, my parents were always like, no school is most important and this and that, like my oldest brother would, would be developing apps and he'd be doing all the stuff. So I'd be like, I'd look at him and I'd, and I'd try mm. to copy what he was doing, like the little brother, they're both older. And the other one was never really into apps and all that, but he was definitely into like sports and now he's doing SEO and he has his own channel actually. Oh, and wow. Yeah. But I What's your brother's first. name? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're super competitive. We're degenerates. Like that, but, uh, no, no plug. Ross. Yeah, no sure. plug. But <laughs> you can you can actually find it on my channel if you just scroll all the way down on the homepage. On my, um, shameless plug right there. Uh, but no, my, my brothers have been honestly like um, like a building block of my life. Always learning from each other. Always like co- cooperating with projects like. We, we've we've built like a few projects together like one of them does the development i do the design the other one does marketing and so wow. we're like this little like entrepreneurial team and now the oldest one has his own has his own application his own his own like um just a, just a, just a phone app right which is a a weightlifting tracker for the gym and it's Ooh. grown to have like three hundred thousand users which is incredible and then the other one now is doing freelancing SEO and charging a bunch of money as well. And so it's, it's luckily they've gone down the same route that I've gone, which is entrepreneurship and building your own stuff and really not caring about grades <laughs> and <laughs> doing your own thing really. And at times it's, it's, it's been difficult for my parents to understand and to really get it, mm. but yeah, they've 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 been like that wall for me when whenever other people didn't get it, they've always been like, no, just focus on your own thing. Like, who cares if your friends don't get it? Like, like fuck it. In ten years, you'll be doing way cooler shit that than than they ever will. And right now, it's <laughs> it's coming to fruition. You know, it's it's finally getting there. It's finally um, evolving. I'm not at like step zero anymore. You know, we've always mm-hmm. been at step zero, and now we're at step one. Uh, step two or step three my oldest brother's at like step 10 but you know <laughs> gotta catch up gotta catch up what's the age difference between you guys um my oldest brother is five years older than me mm-hmm. and the middle one is uh three or two or something like that gotcha <laughs> sure. yeah yeah, yeah uh, it's, it's just it's cool that yeah when you when you describe him he kind of sounds like he's like 10 years older than you or something like that yeah, I think that he is <laughs> in his mind. <laughs> yeah, it's super weird. Yeah. When it came to uh, taking advice from them, um, 
uh, were there ever times that you were like, no, I got this. I can do it by myself. Like, I don't need your advice or uh, yeah, of what course. was I that mean, relationship a, a like? The, yeah, a lot of the times it's like you, you well, there, there's another like proverb or saying, whatever you want to call it, where it's don't take advice from someone you wouldn't take criticism from or don't take criticism from someone, something like that. It's like, yeah. don't take life lessons from someone you wouldn't go to. That's the one. Don't take advice from someone you wouldn't go for advice. Something like that. I'm sure I butchered it. But, and they were always the person that I'd go to for advice and criticism and mm. things like that. And then at times when they have advice that I don't like and it's, and it's against what I, what I originally thought, obviously it sucks. Um, but then you remember that they are who you would go for for help in the first place. And so you need to listen to them and you said, understand what they're saying and kind of have an open mind. And honestly, so far in my life, apart from like my girlfriend and like a couple of friends and all that, there aren't that many people that I relate to in that way with the entrepreneurship mm-hmm. and the, of, of course, that I know personally, right? There's obviously the heroes and the greats, but the people that I know personally that are doing it and are doing it well and care about the end result and the process and all that, there aren't that many people in my life that, that do that. And so they, are, they have always been the most important in that aspect and of the like build your own dreams build your own future and go after it you already have to know go get the yes that kind of thing (laughs) that that is very rare to have uh uh three brothers that can relate to each other in in something like that and also in uh different careers that didn't really exist when when your parents were were starting their careers is mm-hmm. I know you said that sometimes your parents didn't really like, understand what the three of you were doing. Uh, is there a way that that you explained it, or how how do you make that make them relate to it? Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> There's still like whenever I go I go to my parents for like a lunch or whatever, and I explain to them like, yep, yeah, this this week I'm doing I'm doing two podcasts, and I have like forty thousand viewers and all this stuff. <laughs> cool <laughs> congrats uh, but one way one way I kind of related it to them for them to kind of understand maybe like scale of YouTube and like the the, the bigger ideas was I kind of explained how and th- this might be um my, people might not like hearing this <laughs> but I, I basically compared it to like okay I have uh, around 300,000 views on my channel right now um the best possible tutors at my uni will have taught maybe like a fraction of that. And they've been teaching for like 20 years or something. Wow, and so yeah. in the, in the like one year or two years of YouTube, I have taught in quotes here, talk, I've helped around 300,000 people. That is a tremendous amount of people when you compare it to someone like a teacher where they will maybe get like 30 students a year or 60 or 70, depending on like the, the courses or whatever. But that, that sort of comparison, we're comparing it to a more traditional type of employment and whether it's a teacher whether it's a professor whatever that kind of made them realize like oh shit (laughs) that's true (laughs) you know even if it is I'm not I'm not I'm not saying I'm a professor or I'm at that level yet they're my professors were like the smartest fucking designers I've ever met but when you talk about scale and and impacting people it's 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 completely different in the online age and the, the digital world and hopefully they understand the more we grow and the more we like build our products and sell as we as we grow and 
yeah, I mean, <laughs> I don't know. How about your parents? I mean, do they, do they, do they get what you're doing? This podcast? Are they like, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> um, so my dad sometimes listens to my podcast when he's on his way to and from work. And mm-hmm. he says, uh, and if he's listening to this, hi, dad. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but he says, he's like, yeah, it's like, it's like I was in your apartment with your friend. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly right. <laughs> so many times it, I would, he would ask me like, so what's like the goal of what you're, you're doing? And like, what's the goal of the podcast? Like, what's the theme and all that kind of stuff. And I was like, oh, I just want friends. <laughs> and he's like, what? <laughs> what are you doing? Like, yeah, I, just, I want to make friends with people that, that like understand what mm-hmm. I do. Cause I think it'd be fun to be friends with them. And uh, he's yeah. like, oh, okay he's a computer programmer so he can understand a lot of what i what i talk about and then with my mom she's kind of just like oh website's cool yeah oh oh, you're okay mm-hmm. you had this person on your podcast cool yeah okay <laughs> they mean a lot to you awesome like yeah because they don't glad know who <laughs> these people are then they don't really it's hard for them to which it would be the same for us right i mean if 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 the roles were reversed and they were like yeah i'm, I'm meeting this musician or whatever and we'd be like cool who the hell <laughs> like, it's not justin bieber i don't want it you know i don't care you know <laughs> i definitely had one of those moments uh um so i, I did a, a internship um right before covid started i was in new york um for mm. a there was an architecture company that had a graphic design internship and so i did that for six months um and uh i definitely had one of those moments where like uh, this person means so much to other people, but I have absolutely no idea who they are. It was, um, oh, wow. we, uh, th- there was, I was walking uh, outside of this, uh, this building and there was this, this restaurant across the street. And there was this guy who walked out of uh, this restaurant and he had like so much security around him. And wow. then all of these people uh came out and like took pictures of him and stuff like that and the only thing that i found that was like slightly unusual is that the guy was asian and like every single person that came out of the restaurant was also asian like taking pictures of him and i went up to this one woman there and i was like so like who is this guy like why are you freaking out about him so much and she looked at me and she said that's the prime minister of singapore (laughs) (laughs) and i was like i was like oh i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) I was going to guess it was going to be like a BTS member or something. <laughs> That's like at, like, that, at that level, who knows? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was this like older, older Asian guy. She's like, That's the prime minister of Singapore. I'm like, I am uncultured. I'm so yeah, sorry. <laughs> that, <laughs> Singapore, no, no idea. <laughs> but, but yeah, it, it is really cool. Um, I don't know. So, so we talked about like, um, the things that you're interested in as a kid and and now I, I understand more about what you do day to day I want to I'm just very curious I had no idea that that you grew up in like you grew up partially in the U.S. so I kind of want to hear about like that part of your life is that like part of your childhood yeah it was just a lot of moving around as a kid like I've lived in in a couple different countries I've lived in Brazil I've lived in Germany uh, in the US and then now Spain and that was just due to like my dad's job and moving around a lot and getting thrown all over the place <laughs> so yeah it was just it was a lot of a lot of moving as a kid and and yeah it was it was fun it was good <laughs> how do you deal as a kid in school with all of the, that language adjustment 
Yeah, I, I learned a lot of a lot of languages and forgotten as well. Like I used to speak German and stuff. Oh <laughs> I really? I but I like I learned Portuguese because I was in I was in Brazil, and I developed this like American accent because I was in in uh, Connecticut for mm. for the longest time, and yeah, it was a lot of making new friends, saying bye to the current ones, and like starting over and picking up where you left off and and a lot of that and I'm sure that's that's probably affected how I like see things and the way I work and the way I'm always like picking up new projects like I'm sure it has it has something to do with it right but yeah I don't I don't really remember too much of it because I was I was quite young I was I think it was from like like I was born and then right after when we moved and then five years later we're in Germany three years later the U.S. and then like three years later after that back in Spain and now I'm supposed to speak Spanish to my teachers and I'm like I've never fucking spoken Spanish in my life <laughs> really like, I speak like Catalan to my parents which is mm. like the local language in Barcelona and Catalonia and mm. so it's that was one of the reasons why I was never good in school <laughs> the different <laughs> language and not not my vibe but yeah mm-hmm. so wait so you were which country were you born in I was born in in Spain. Got it. And then, uh, and then after that was U.S. In Brazil, it was Brazil, Brazil and then Germany, and then the U.S. Huh. A lot of a lot of moving around. <laughs> yeah. Do you do you remember a lot of being in the U.S. at all, like the school or culture? Yeah, anything? yeah, I remember. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was it was um, it was definitely the most friendly that I can remember. Really? Uh, comparing it to like Germany or whatever like I remember having the most most impact on me when I when I left because obviously I found like seven years old leaving leaving a country I don't really like it doesn't really bother me I don't really care I don't really understand but if I'm a little bit older and all my friends are like like family to me at that point and I've only been there for such a short amount of time it's it's really different you know and it's it's hard to to leave and to, to pick up again and start over but at that point, I was just so used to it that I was like, okay, fuck it. It's a new new country. I'm not. And my parents were like, no, we're not moving anymore. We're like staying here. This is like homeland. <laughs> so <laughs> this, is, this is where we're staying. And I was like, okay, sure. And here we are. Um, were there any, were there any things like, but I, I know that you said that there's like the whole like American friendliness, uh, mm-hmm. we, we, like American customer service, I guess, culture. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so, were there any other things that like when you were here um that you I don't know noticed as like unusual or like culture difference or anything <laughs> like that? Wise, yeah. Food. food was food? Like, like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I remember eating like the best brownies and cookies and shit. <laughs> like the <laughs> amount of like sugar and I, was, I remember being obsessed with like Mountain Dew and Arnold Palmer. Really? Yeah. I haven't had in <laughs> in like 10 years <laughs> i really want them. so if you have any send them over <laughs> i i talked to somebody um uh who came to the u.s uh she went came from uh south africa to uh miami which is well, very different world um yeah. and she and i asked Even her compared like compared to the u.s it's completely different. Yeah. <laughs> i asked her like what um uh, is there anything that you you had in the U.S. that you missed, whether it was like an experience or a food or something like that? And she thought about it for a second. And she's like, I really miss Chipotle. Chipotle. Yeah. 
<laughs> so yeah, for you, it would, mm-hmm. for you, she, she said Chipotle and Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I've never been, but I've, I've heard stories like all of Gordon and stuff. <laughs> So for you, it would be like Arnold Palmer and like Mountain Dew. Is there anything else that you you remember? I have no <laughs> idea. I mean, I was so young that it was like, like a, com- a completely different, like I remember the, on like Halloween, doing like the trick-or-treating with my friends and like doing like ding-dong ditch and other like stuff you're not supposed to do. <laughs> All that. And yeah, it's, it's, it's completely different because in the US it's like, at least the, the part where I was living, I'm sure it's quite similar in other, unless you're living in a city, but there was a lot of um, like open roads and like expanse, like roads and you can drive for hours and all this. And then you get to Spain and it's like, okay, there's none of that. You barely have a background, a backyard, even if you do have one, like unless you live, like if you don't live in the city, then yeah, okay, maybe. But if you live in the city, like I do now, then you live in an apartment, you live in a super small space, like the, the houses in the US are like unmatched. <laughs> the, the scale of everything is just, what's the saying? Like everything's bigger in Texas, <laughs> you know? So even, even our fast food, like fast yeah. food chains in other countries are, are so much uh, uh, human, so much more human sized yeah. than ours. Yeah. Healthier as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like uh, I, I mean, growing up here, um, uh, you think that everybody lives this way um, because, well, like, we don't learn a lot of other languages. We don't like um, mm-hmm. a lot of people. They, they like never leave the U.S. Um, do you think that that this is like how everybody lives? And then um, once you start like meeting other people, you just see like, oh, like suburbs aren't a thing <laughs> that everybody mm-hmm. has or everybody mm-hmm. lives with. Like, you can you can like. One thing that I loved um, was that you could uh, live in a place in which you didn't need a car. Um, yeah. Because I know, like, I don't have Canada, a license. Yeah. I don't have a license. Like, I've never, I've never driven a car because I live in a city and I don't need to. You know, it's like I can take the bus everywhere. I can. And the one of the things with the U.S. It's like, oh, the bus. But it's like, if the if the infrastructure is great and if the buses are like like brand new and it's all super clean and people care about it and they take care. Well, then it's it's not a gross thing and it's not a, a bad way to get around you know it's, it's even like i remember living in london for uh when i went to to uni it was the preferred way of getting around because the tubes are the fastest way and it's okay maybe it's a bit dirty because it's like a massive ultra big city but it's it's like it's what all the businessmen go with and it's what all the everybody like everyday people go with you know so it's it's something that that I definitely don't miss about the U.S. is like the lack of, <laughs> of public infrastructure. Yeah, I, I remember hearing from somebody that there was like this conspiracy theory that uh, we made it so impossible to use public transport um, that that they it was like to make us all buy cars or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like that was yeah. like the master plan. And I'm like, whether that was the plan or not, that's how it ended up. Yeah. Yeah, honestly, I mean it. It sucks because you. I feel like there's there's a nice thing about like discovering the city, and you okay, you take one metro stop too far, and now I'm in a different like okay, it's cool. Like <laughs> you know, it's there. There's its own like little charm to it, I guess. And 
so uh i've I've only ever lived in in the u.s um mm-hmm. uh maybe i'll change that someday but mm-hmm. um there's there's so many cool things about traveling and going to all these different places um i mean this there's this question that i i usually ask people but for you i don't know if it will it will be the same because you you've you've moved to all these different places and and you've had all these different experiences um mm-hmm. but one of my favorite questions is uh taking you back to the the night before um you moved away to college um usually if it, if it's international or it's something like that um it's it's a really big deal like some people have never traveled to that country before and they're moving there for school or anything like that um do you remember the the night before you moved to central st mm-hmm. martins and and what you were feeling yeah yeah definitely um i remember feeling two things one was like it's it's fucking go time <laughs> like <laughs> i waited i waited my whole life for this like it's like i managed to get into the best design school in the world like it's time to go and show up and like fucking knock it out of the park and then the other side of me was like okay like moving again making friends again mm. um like i'm used to this i'm ex- i'm experienced in moving and making new friends always but it still sucks you know it's still it's still starting over but the i guess the third thought was like okay i'm not living at home anymore <laughs> it's, it's <laughs> i finally have my own space i own everything so it's it was it was definitely i was i guess you could say scared i was but I was also really looking forward to it. I was really excited. But moving is always something I, I just don't like doing. <laughs> and, mm. and yeah. Is, is it something you don't like doing because you've just done it so many times? Yeah, it's always a, it's always a stress, I guess. And recently, well, I, after uni, I moved uh, back to Spain with my British girlfriend. And I saw her experiencing it and her experiencing the like, Oh shit, I have to make new friends, I have to do this, I have to do that. And, you know, it sucks. It's, it's, uh, I don't recommend it to anyone if you don't have to, but I also recommend it because you then experience new things and you, now I know that London isn't the place for me. <laughs> and I know, that, <laughs> and I know that there's, there's a whole different side of like cities that maybe it's, isn't, isn't exactly what I want, you know? And, and so you recently moved here with her. So that means that you graduated recently. So I'd say you're like a, a year out of school. Mm-hmm. Yep, exactly. So a couple of different questions, but we'll answer them one at a time because sometimes yeah, I go. generate so yeah. many questions in my head. <laughs> so mm-hmm. um, uh, if you, so you, when you um, were about to graduate, um, first question is like, when you were about to graduate, were you more excited or were you more nervous? I was ready to get the fuck out. <laughs> <laughs> um, because a couple of reasons. One, if I'm being frank, I didn't make like the most friends um, at uni just because I was one COVID kind of crushed that whole like meeting in person thing. Two, I was already doing client projects, so I was ready to stop doing fake projects and like, now you're going to design a toaster. And I was like, cool, <laughs> like, I don't really care, you know, and three, I was ready to go back home to my family, to like, to my native language, to my, mm. like, my culture, like British people kind of are a pain to be around. <laughs> I'm sorry if there's any English people <laughs> sitting out there, but 
I don't know. It's, it's, it's just, it's a different, like I say this all the time, it's, there's different parts in the world speak and act in different ways. Like if I go to Norway right now, they're going to speak and act in a different way than if I go to like France. Right. Mm-hmm. And the closer you live to, to another country, the more likely you are to get along with them. Like Spanish people get along with French people. We get along with Italians, we get along with people from Portugal. And I feel like UK is like just too far <laughs> for that like barrier to like, you know, that line to, to blur a little bit. Mm-hmm. And it's like connotations, like, um, language cues and the way you like say things it's just it's just different and it's something i i just I struggled with living there it's one way i can say is that uk people are weird <laughs> maybe it's just a london thing who knows but, but yeah. i had to stop you there i feel like there's like stories or 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 funny moments that you had of a culture shock living in london no not even it's just it's just like they say they say a lot of there's a lot of sayings and if you I mean, if you're mm. not british and if you're not in the the loop then mm. you you look like an idiot for like <laughs> <laughs> i say this now laughing but like then it's like it's it's just shitty you know because you feel like left out of like all right mate and i'm like what, <laughs> what are you saying? <laughs> like, i have no idea and what thankfully does cheers my, mean <laughs> yeah like Okay, I, th- I think I got that far, you know, but <laughs> beyond that, I was like, oh God, what's going on? And, and yeah, I feel like people are just, I'm, you know, maybe it was like, maybe it was, it was a university thing. Mm-hmm. I think, um, you know, I went to a school where it was a lot of people's dreams to go to that school. It was, it's rated as the, the number one school in the world for, for design. And so a lot of people had it in their whole lives that, okay, I'm going to go to Central St. Martins. I'm going to go do this, go do that. And maybe like the people that, that got in just are super like in themselves and they just don't mm. like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the, the, what the thing is, but a lot of different people in London that I met weren't like that. Mm. Maybe because it was more international, but people that were from London, from, I mean, from the UK that went to CSM that really were in that culture. I just didn't, didn't vibe with them. Didn't like, didn't mix too much. I don't know that's just me <laughs> i'm sure there's there's lovely people because i have met a lot of lovely english people i mean my girlfriend's english you know but maybe it was it was my school probably it was probably my school if i'm gonna put a thing um i'm i'm in an international relationship so i'm american and my boyfriend's from serbia um mm-hmm. and so there the, i can very much relate to the the everyday culture shocks mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> Yeah. dating someone and living with someone certain that, uh... phrases yeah you're like what the hell are you talking about it's like the cat's in the bag what cat what are you talking about <laughs> uh, just just yesterday we went to a comedy show and um uh one of the women said uh, this woman that was uh on stage she said yeah i have a twinkle in my eye and my boyfriend oh, my came up to me and he was like what does that mean <laughs> yeah i can imagine that <clears throat> Um, so, so coming back to, to more about you, um, uh, sometimes it's funny that if you were to imagine yourself at a certain time in your life, almost as if it was a, a separate person who could like sit in a chair next to you and talk to you and stuff like that. Um, I think it's funny to think about that version of yourself and imagine having a conversation with them, um, not giving mm-hmm. them advice that they could change or anything like that, but uh, trying to imagine what their reaction would be if 
you told them mm-hmm. how everything panned out up to this point. Yeah. Do you have any thoughts about that? And um, what do you think that that version of you, that guy would say or mm-hmm. react? Yeah. You know, recently, I feel like I've been talking a lot about my childhood. I, don't know, I said that in a weird way. My childhood, <laughs> whether it's to my girlfriend or my family or whatever. And I think it's because of how how fast things are moving in my life now and how like how much I'm progressing professionally and getting okay this client that client this agency that agency this podcast that podcast you know it's like there's so many things that are happening and I just kind of look back a lot I'm looking back a lot and remembering which is funny which is funny that we talked about it so much in the podcast but it's like I'm looking back at how like how much I struggled growing up and how much I and I'm not saying like I struggled financially growing up or anything like that but I struggled with school and with school (laughs) (laughs) um and so I, I I'm thinking about that a lot and if I had to sort of think or if I had to sit next to myself or whatever and tell them I think I'd be one there'd be two sides of me one I'd be like obviously like there's no way that, <laughs> that would have gone any other way I'm, I'm completely serious there like that, there's no way that that I would have done anything different and maybe that's that's just super egotistical of me to think but and two would be like like thank fuck <laughs> like, like thank thank god like like I'm out of this mess and I'm, and I'm no longer just in this like constant state of like doom and just gloom, you know, and I'm now like the happiest person I've ever met and I'm super happy and I'm ecstatic for the next day. And that wasn't the case, you know, and it's one of those things where if, if I was going to sit next to myself, I'd probably hand over the Photoshop <laughs> tutorial <laughs> get cooking (laughs) this is your life get get started (laughs) I um uh I used to try to think back into my life and be like if I did this different it would have been like this Mm -hmm. if I did that different and I stopped doing that um to myself because it's not fair um because Mm -hmm. like in reality you can't go sit next to that version of you and and tell them how it all panned out and in the same amount you can't Yet, <laughs> and in the same, I guess, in a more realistic uh, thing, you can't mm-hmm. sit next to him and uh, tell him how to do it differently, and he can't go and do that because he doesn't exist anymore. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I stopped asking anybody if you could go back and change anything. What would it be? Instead, mm-hmm. I look at it like, hey, maybe that old version of you doesn't exist, but maybe there's a, a kid out there that's younger. And that's mm-hmm. maybe relating to a point of this or or maybe he's in like his junior year of high school and and absolutely yeah. despising every moment. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so <laughs> if if there's a kid that out there that um feels like he or she like is in a similar spot, do you think that you would give him any advice about about anything really? Um Well, I feel like it's so hard because obviously their situation is going to be completely different to mine, but if it's about like the day to day and school and stuff, well, like, honestly, it's, it's all about as shitty as it is. And if you really need to do school and you, you need to get through it, then it's just about getting through it. Even if it doesn't mean that, okay, you're going to disappoint a few people, but at the end of the day, like we said, grades, as soon as you're out, do not matter. <laughs> I, 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 as soon as, as soon as I got like the letter and the mailer, like it was, it was a Gmail actually. It was a, email that said okay you got the grades that you needed to go to university I said okay thank 
God. Like that's, that's <laughs> I don't need to think about my teachers. I don't need to think about this shitty person, that shitty person, these grades, like people that just did me dirty all of school. Like I don't need to think about them anymore because I'm now, I'm now, I'm gone. Like I don't need to. It's a completely different thing, and you know I literally I remember being in class like to this day I remember being in class and thinking like okay 345 days left of classes not including holidays not in, I, I swear to god like not including um weekends and that would be around 745 different uh periods or like classes that I need to, and, and it was oh, wow. just like a monumental like literally like I, I, I to this day I don't know how I did I swear to god but if I was going to say something to, to a kid, it would just be to honestly push through it and do it in whatever way you can to keep your sanity and to not, to not like, as cringe as it is, like to not give up and to not like fail, you know, because as, as shitty as it is, you do need school to, to get to university and to, if you're going the, the job route to apply to jobs and some people might care about grades and, oh, you didn't get a B plus in math. I can't hire you, you know? So if you can get through that without like ruining your mental and, and putting your, your life on the line, like, like get through it as, as in any way you can, honestly, that's as crude as that is. I feel like that's as real as I can be. Like I fucking hated school. <laughs> so it's, it's hard for me to, to put some bright lights on it and call it a, and call it a good memory, you know? Mm-hmm. It seems like also for you, based on how you're talking about it, what kind of mm-hmm. also got you through it was having a thing that you were yes. interested in and that mm-hmm. got you excited. Cause it seems like um, that kind of balanced out like, Hey, I don't have to spend all my time in school. I can spend a lot of time on something that I, that actually makes me excited to go do something. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I started the clothing line just because it was quite uh, it was quite silly but i remember just like i needed i needed t-shirts or something like i didn't have any shirts so i was like okay i went to the mall or whatever and i was like dude all this shit sucks <laughs> like, <laughs> like, i do not like any of it i don't want to wear bands i don't want to wear this or that like i don't want to like i don't like all this stuff so i just went out designed a few things that i had in mind and i and i got it made for like five dollars or something like and i just wore it and to this day if i go look at my closet Obviously, I, I've bought more shirts, <laughs> but I, I, I swear to God, if you ask my friends and my family, like I wore my brand for maybe like five years of my life, like nonstop really? making new designs, printing. And yes, I sold I sold a few of them and I like made a made some money, but most of it was just for myself. It was like a it was like a therapy, honestly, because I'd get home I'd have a shitty day. So I'd design a new shirt. I'd think about okay, maybe we can make phone cases. And for the longest time, my phone case was my brand. And I was the only one in my, my school that, that had the brand and I was, no one cared. And people were like, oh yeah, he does the, the clothing line, all this shit. But it was, it's what got me through it. I, I swear to God, to this day. And doing, like looking up Chris Doe tutorials and looking up Ryan Seagal tutorials and being like falling in love with this whole world of design. And I didn't know anything about design and I was just putting cool shirts together. And then it turns out that there's a there's a logic to this madness. And no, don't do Comic Sans. <laughs> Use this <laughs> instead and don't do that. Do this. And a lot of it was just like what I've always wanted and I didn't even know, you know? 
Mm-hmm. And that I found that thanks to my side project and thanks to my therapy or my, my like, my outlet was was this, and here I am now. So, yeah, like I feel like this talk has been like like one big therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 honestly that like finding the the thing that you want to do. If you already know, okay, maybe it's not design. Like this is a very specific thing, but maybe you like doing law. Maybe you like doing music. Then okay, go find a, a cheap keyboard out there like a like a musical like a piano keyboard and f- maybe you can find one used for like twenty dollars thirty dollars and you start learning music and there's tutorials online and you you develop your skills and maybe you get into the i don't know like you know just find the thing find the outlet that you, that you need to to survive <laughs> high school and and college and all that that's long story short yeah and you don't have to start out this thing um knowing exactly how it's going to end like for mm-hmm. you I, d- I don't think you knew about webflow when you were starting the t-shirts like no, i feel like yeah just just yeah. showing up over and over again and 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 leaning into the things that you're naturally interested in mm-hmm. um life will kind of guide you if you keep on showing up and, and trying new stuff yeah. and being open to it yeah you know that that, that relates more to like you know with youtube the in the beginning, I was super shit scared of being on camera because of how, one, how my family w- might react. Not, not my brothers, see, for example, they were the only, always the ones that were like super, um, like, yeah, go do it. Fuck it. Why not? And then the other <laughs> one was like my parents where I was, I was scared of them showing it, uh, seeing it. And only recently, like two weeks ago, I showed my parents my, my YouTube channel. Really? A weird. Th- yeah. Like 7,000 subs in. <laughs> I, was finding that. I was finally like, okay, fine. And in the beginning, I, that was something I was super scared about and something that, that took me so long to do. And like thinking of like school people and like, oh, what if this person sees it? What are they going to think? Mm. What are they going to think about me? And in the end, it's just like, okay, there's there's two. And I, I told this to my friend the other day when, when he came to me, like um, worried about some stuff. And I said, okay, there's there's two like roads that, that lead to to the future, okay? The one on the left is you right now. You don't change anything in your life. You keep doing, you keep like struggling with school, with, with whatever, you don't pick up a hobby. And then there's you in six months where you decided to just show up. You decided to make a weekly video about something that you like, whether that's contracts about freelancing or that's like Webflow tutorials or animations or design logos, whatever. Like there's that side on the left side where you don't do anything. And on the right side, you do that. And you show up once a week, like 10 minutes of your time you sit down, you talk for 10 minutes and in six months, you'll be completely different. You'll be just a different person and life will find a way to guide you in the right direction. Like you said, and two years later, you'll get invited onto a podcast and things <laughs> will happen and you'll get a client that wants to do a project for like 40 K and all this. And it's like, you never expected to, to get all this, all this stuff. And you never expected to get a comment. Like recently I got a comment that said like, I'm not, I'm not shitting you. Like, and I don't know why this person said this because it's just about Webflow tutorials, but someone said like, thank you for like your channel. Like you changed my life. And I do not know why this person commented that. Like, I swear to God, I don't, but like, that's not something I expected in the beginning. Like you said, it's life finds a way to just like give you the things that you've always wanted. I mean, maybe that's like a way or the wrong way to say it, but life finds a way to guide you in the right direction. It finds a way to, to put the, the correct people in front of you, the correct projects, the correct aspirations, your dreams, it finds a way to, to sort of correct it in the, in the right places. But, but yeah, YouTube has been 
that thing, you know, that, that I didn't, I never expected to, to change my life. And almost two years later it has. So I can't be thankful <laughs> enough. And I mean, I'm saying this in like a light way, but honestly, like it's, it's just changed my life. It's, it's incredible. Like I'm, I'm affording this place now because of YouTube and I'm, I'm affording this place now because of the client that reached out to me from YouTube, from posting from, I think that the video that the client saw was like one of my worst videos personally, right? But <laughs> because you show up, you never know, you know, you never know what, what video might change your life. And that's something Gary Vee says, actually, like one piece of content will change your life. And that's a hundred percent true. 100% true. Are there ever any moments where you're sitting in your apartment and you're thinking like, holy shit. <laughs> every day, every day. It's, it's cause it's still, it's still so fresh to me where it's like, like only like, like a decade ago, I was like hating my life and now I'm loving it. You know, it's, it's a, it, like, if you haven't been there and you haven't like experienced that, like the lows, then the highs are going to like, the highs are going to feel so much sweeter if you've been at the bottom and you've been like, every day sucks and every day is, is shitty and like okay like you have friends but like the most of it sucks and now every day is awesome and every day is calls with clients that I really enjoy doing and okay maybe I'm, I'm maybe I'm a boring person maybe I'm weird for finding joy out of like <laughs> freelance calls and and freelance videos and tutorials and helping people but like you know it's it's everybody has their thing and everybody has their their passion and I doubt my teachers would have thought that I mean, dude, you're like 14. What the fuck are you going to be doing <laughs> freelance? <laughs> like, what are you talking about, dude? And yeah, it makes sense. But, but I mean, every day I'm on the couch and I'm like, like, oh my God, <laughs> like, what am I doing? <laughs> like, is this real? And I feel that's part of growing up. It's like you, if, if you do it correctly and you navigate yourself towards where you want to be in life and you, you're lucky enough that things work out, then you can sit down one day on the couch and think like, like, not to be that guy but like and i haven't made it but like you think like i made it and maybe you didn't make it like with a mansion you didn't make it with this but you made it with your tiny little apartments and you made it with your girlfriend and now you can afford to live doing the things that you like doing and and that's your passion and quote unquote like i made it like i think to myself like i've made it thinking back to like my my childhood days like being distraught to have to go to school the next day to like waking up and like loving it and loving every second like yes, things will improve. Like I'll live in a place without like a leaky tap. <laughs> I'll live in a place without like, <laughs> like a, like a paint peeling off the walls or whatever. Yeah. Like whatever. But for now, like I've made it at some point I'll live in a, in a big old fucking house and I'll do this. I'll do that. I'll go and talk. Like, I don't fucking know, you know, but for now, like this is all I need. So I want quote unquote, I've made it. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just imagining you um, and your girlfriend and Gary mm. V just on a porch <laughs> drinking a porch. coffee <laughs> yeah yeah I can 20 years yeah. from now listening to this podcast <laughs> yep and he's like listen man you fucking did it man <laughs> then, yeah who knows and the thing about that is that like um uh the thing that's so exciting is that there's so much more for you to do and and opportunities that don't exist right now but will probably exist in a couple of years that you'll mm -hmm. be just as excited about now and it i don't think that gets boring it, yeah exactly i mean if you if you put your life in a position where you are enjoying what you're doing every day then it will never be boring and mm -hmm. the the problems that, that arise are fun to solve and they're not like 
I don't know. Like, I don't, I can't even think about a problem that I don't want to do right now. You know, it's like, okay, the biggest problems in my life. Okay. I have calls with, with three different people and they might not accept my proposal and this and that was like, fuck it. Who cares? I've got other things to, to you know, <laughs> there, there'll be more projects. There'll be more clients. There'll be more of this, you yeah. know, maybe it wasn't the right client. Maybe, I don't know. Like all the problems that, that I'm facing now are, are good problems to have. And they're, they're the problems I've always wanted. And Honestly, like the, the word is thankful. The word is like grateful. Like I couldn't be more more grateful, more thankful for for escaping that that black hole and, and being here now. You know, and sometimes you, you need to be that that like that dramatic and and say it. But fuck it, it's important to say it as well. And last thing b- before we wrap up, like maybe two things. Um, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It, I have all the time. <laughs> it's it's funny <laughs> because um uh. It, <clears throat> I feel like life doesn't really give a shit about what you want. A lot of the time mm-hmm. it gives you what you need. <laughs> mm-hmm. And that's not the case for everybody. Like some people, they, they have like a shit roll of the dice or they don't get handed the right cards or stuff. Yeah, but um, uh, I really feel that like it doesn't always give you exactly what you want. And um, because if, if you're given that, um, it might not pan out how you uh, you were really supposed to be. Like a lot of the times, um, people go through all of these trials and tribulations and divorces and all of these yeah. really rough mm-hmm. things in life. And it's crazy when you talk to them um, and they say, "I don't regret a thing. I am Absolutely. exactly where I need to be right now." Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep, I completely agree. I mean, well, my one of my like older brother, he has a um, uh, he might be a little bit psychotic for seeing it like this, but he has a super, super, super optimistic viewpoint where it's like, okay, if it didn't happen, then it's because there's something better waiting for me. And if I didn't get the job, then fuck it. It's because there's a better job waiting for me or whatever you, the case will, will, will be, you know? And that's sort of the attitude that you need to take it because if not, then you're going to be dragged down by life and you're going to be dragged down by all the things that will arise, whether it's like a divorce, a family death, a this, a that, like things will come up, mm-hmm. but you need to, you need to take it and you need to have the right glass half full kind of thing. And maybe a death isn't the <laughs> best example. It's out, it's out there in the internet now and it's there forever, but. <laughs> yeah, no, you know but you're, I mean, you know, yeah. yeah. Like sometimes horrible things happen and um, uh, you would rather they not happen, but I don't know. Sometimes you can find a way to become better and and mm-hmm. work through this horrible thing that happened um, because there's no changing mm-hmm. it. Yep. There's you can only try to figure out. Okay, well, I'm I'm in this ditch. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel horrible. Yeah. Everything's shit. Well, what am I supposed to do? Mm-hmm. like what, sit here? Ways, yeah, yeah. Like, like a story a story with that is like i well during covid my family had like a like a like an issue with like some business or whatever it doesn't really matter but the the thing with that problem is that going through that struggle really taught me how to like push through it and how to like really get through it and understand things take time and be patient and all this stuff and now it's that we're like practically out of the pandemic. It's things are looking back up and things are good. And 
you know, and not to go back to school, but every day going through that, like that mental like toll on you really taught me how to persevere and really taught me like right now, whenever, I mean, this is like borderline crazy, but whenever I get like a, a rejection or some sort of like, like some bad, like rejection in my life, I'm like, fuck it. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> like, just keep going. <laughs> like, I don't really care. You know, like it, it doesn't, it doesn't really affect me. And whether that's healthy or not, I'm not too sure, but it, that came from the everyday struggles of, of school and like now thinking about it, it's kind of ridiculous how, how much I hated school, <laughs> but, <laughs> but it's, it's, it like life taught me how to deal with it and how to get through it. And, and now the, the, the like COVID thing and like, now I've learned how to push through it. And if we get into another lockdown, then it's fine. I've already gone through it once, you know, I'm going to go through it again. It's fine. Mm-hmm. And so I completely agree with you, you know, life will, will drive you down, but it's your job to, take that and to make chapters of it like if you can remember the apartment building you know <laughs> make imaginary chapters of it and okay now i've gone through this once i can't go back down i can't it won't affect me anymore and that's that's the way i see it <laughs> so I've, I've i've gone through it i sometimes you uh i think about things that happened in my life uh like horrible mm-hmm. situations i'd been in um periods of time where I'd be like crying every day just like a mess just having a horrible time and mm-hmm. yep. and I look back at at that that kid and um kid she was like sophomore year of high school of college um and mm-hmm. I think about like how many lessons that that she had to go through and how much smarter I am now um and how I can take care of myself better and I would rather she not have to go through that, but mm-hmm. um, the fact that she did makes me, uh, I think, a lot smarter. I think that's pretty much the best way to put it. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So when it comes to like my own life, that that's how I would feel about it. It was yeah, like it was so it is, really. It mm-hmm. was so shit, <laughs> but mm-hmm. yeah. I, I ended up being fine in the long run. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and you learn from it, and you understand. I mean, all that all that can come from it is that you now have that experience, and you and you've learned from it. That's it. Yeah, that's all there is. And then after a certain point, that like that's just a chapter of your life that's that's now over, mm-hmm. and you don't have to exactly. keep on revisiting it. You don't have to keep on reliving it or anything like that. You can just keep moving. <laughs> exactly. Yep. You've been through it once and that's it. It's gone. It's done. It's like ripping a band-aid. <laughs> <laughs> and, a traumatic and so, band-aid. A traumatic <laughs> band-aid. <laughs> and so um we we talked about like so many different things. And I, I love that, that it's not like chronological. Like you saw the the notes that I put together ahead of this. It was like a mm-hmm. random stream of consciousness. There was even mm-hmm. uh, after I, I revisited the notes and I was like, oh my God, he read this. I was there was one note that I was like, nice background music or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I read that, yeah. <laughs> Just random, random thoughts. And I, I think it's nice because I actually got to know you and I, I actually uh, I feel mm-hmm. like I I understand you better as a person. So this was was really fun. Um, but in the uh after talking about all these things that happened in the past and talking about things that are in the present when 
you might re-listen to this in in the future and i think it'd be fun to hear yourself talk about things that you're excited about for the future um mm -hmm. and if there's anything that you see on the horizon whether it's like short term or long term or things like that it might be fun to re-listen to this later on like oh that's what i was excited about i totally forgot about mm -hmm. that or mm -hmm. wow i i did that sooner than i thought i was going to so yeah what are those things for you well uh i hope my like client doesn't listen to this but <laughs> right now what, I, what i'm planning on doing is uh like firing my client quote unquote like getting rid of, of my job quitting my job uh focusing full-time on youtube focusing full-time mm. on building a product to help designers um that will come in the, in the near future hopefully in like before i before i quit i'm really excited to go do the the talk in valencia um go go do that workshop with with some of the world's best designers and and just experience that and network with those people and in terms of of youtube i'm also really excited to to hit like 30k and then 50k and then 100k and then who knows you know and seeing where that takes me and i think the beauty of youtube and scale and all of that is that you never you never know where, where it's going to come you know I might open my my email one day and have a like this agency wants you to be a creative director and then I say no because I'm focused on YouTube and then mm. this designer wants you to do a design for them and I'm like okay sure you know like you never know what every day is going to is going to be and I think that's what I'm most looking forward to with YouTube and I want to double down on YouTube I want to create more content I want to focus on on really the the whole point of YouTube and what it's always been about is helping others and helping people get through the the struggles that I got through and whether that's learning Webflow or learning design or Figma or whatever I mean that's something as trivial as that it's like you might not think it, it it's that big right now but maybe there's a kid in in five years from now that says hey I learned Photoshop from from that guy and and it really helped me and and it got me my first job and it got me where i am now you know like who knows it, it might be <laughs> for all we know and, <laughs> and and it seems like that that might be where it's going and my youtube might grow to something big and maybe i'll start an agency <laughs> if that's where it takes me who knows you know but right now i'm i think i'm focused on on really being grateful for everything i have as 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 cringe as that sounds i'm like i've I've gone through so much to get here and I really just want to bathe in it. I want to enjoy it and quit my fucking job. <laughs> <laughs> Even though it is freelance, it is still a job at the end of the day and focus on, on making more passive income and growing those income sources to be something where I can really just take some time off, focus on, on, on my, on my partner, focus on maybe getting a dog, <laughs> maybe, <laughs> maybe traveling, you know, maybe doing all these things that I've always wanted to do. And I, and I can't right now because I'm tied, tied down. So, you know, who knows in short, I'm excited about YouTube. I'm excited about the growth that, that that'll come from that. And, and I'm excited to bust through more apartment, pa apartment. <laughs> I think that is a beautiful way to end the podcast. <laughs> yeah, me too. It'll be, It'll be fun to look back on this and, and think and see if I did it or not. And who knows, maybe we can do another podcast down the line and we can, we can see if I've, if I've hit those goals or not. 
Whatever. Absolutely. The door is is always open. And the way that, that I, I bookend the podcast at the end is if somebody's listening to this and they're like, oh my gosh, like this guy is so cool. I love him so much, but like I forgot his name or like I forgot like where I can find this thing or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like this is where I we reintroduce ourselves and I say, hey, who I am, what I do, uh, and yeah. how people can reach out to me. Um, right. and then uh, we go over to you and then we head out of here. Does that sound like a good plan? It sounds like a plan. Perfect. Go for it. All right. Gotcha. All right. So, hi. <laughs> My name is Emily Giordano. I'm a uh, uh, Webflow designer, UX, UI person. Um, and right now I'm learning about copywriting, which is a cool thing on top of all of that. And um, if you ever wanted to be friends, if you ever wanted to do a project together, uh, or you just want to say hi, you can email me, emily, E-M-I-L-Y, at greatdesignly.com, which is my website. Um, Great Design Lead, you can find on Instagram and little YouTube thing that I do for fun, um, and this, this podcast. So that's mm-hmm. that's all enough for me, and then we'll have to or no, and then we'll head out of here. Yeah, so... Hey guys, if you've been listening to this for the past two hours, my <laughs> name is Arnaud Ross. I'm a freelance product designer, Webflow designer, Webflow developer, uh, content creator on YouTube. I have a YouTube channel where I teach design and I teach freelancing skills and essential parts of, of that pillar. And if you want to get in touch with me just to talk, or if you have a project as well, then that's also cool. Um, you can head over to my Twitter if you want to, which is at are now underscore design, which is A-R-N-A-U underscore design. Some people don't know how to spell my name, which is <laughs> fine. It's not from around here. Um, and yeah, or you can just find me on YouTube, go through my sources through there. And yeah, hopefully you, you subscribe. And I'll put all of his links and everything to find him in the description. Mm-hmm. So you can just click and go. Um, there you go. And that'll mm-hmm. be perfect. So Arnaud, awesome. this has been really fun. I, I mm-hmm. hope that we stay friends and I, I hope this yeah. is just goodbye until next time. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, it will be. 